Welcome to Record Store Society, a production of iHeartRadio. So, um, yeah, it was super packed. Um, there was they had to have a separate door guy just to get into my room. Wow. In particular, it was it was packed. It was a blast. It was a great time. Nice. Was was this indoors or outdoors? I think it was. I saw like pictures. Right? It was, it was outdoors. Yeah. It was indoors. Oh really? Oh yeah. Wow. In the club. In the club. The, I, I I have so many questions I can ask you, but <laughs> but um, oh oh hey hi uh, welcome to our record store. I'm Seth and this is Tara. Uh, feel free to look around and uh, just give us a shout if you need anything. And uh, please go easy on Tara. She has laryngitis today. <laughs> yeah, I almost called out of work. But uh, I, I appreciate you being here though, because I mean we're, we're we're talking songs to fill the dance floor in today's high fidelity game. And if you're not here, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous, you know? And uh, oh, oh, hey, now, now this is another person who will be able to help us out with this. It's Kristen Stuttered. Kristen, hello. Hello. Wow. Nice place you got here. Thank you. Um, if, if anyone here in the store doesn't know Kristen, Kristen is the greatest. She's a comedian, an actor, and um, I think most pertinent to this conversation, well, I guess just to all music in general, uh, one of the co-hosts of Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a very popular, wonderful podcast that I very much enjoy. Um, (laughs) uh, Tara, one of the things I love about Who Cares About the Rock Hall in particular is Kristen's role, because personally, I don't care about the Rock Hall. (laughs) I think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is is a dumb thing. Who would possibly want to talk about and even think about such things? And that's Kristen's role on the show. Kristen is is the avatar for all of us that don't care about this silly little thing. And I... I wouldn't... Yeah, I don't know. I was just going to say, I wouldn't say no one cares, because I actually vote every time or try to oh, wow. are you a voter wait do you get a ballot i've well i'm not official oh, you vote voter. in the online in the online exactly poll. i know i am the resident skeptic on who cares about the rock hall and i think it's a pretty you know archaic patriarchal uh white supremacist yeah. institution um <laughs> and i'm right but i also have spent three years of my life uh, doing a podcast about it. And so now I know a lot and I care a lot more than I used to. Um, Horribly sad facts about that online poll, unfortunately. Do you know this, Tara? Um, Probably not. No, I don't know anything about it. I'm always just like, well, I want these people to go and they never go. (laughs) Oh, I'm excited to hear who you like and who you would, uh, who you, who like you, you log on to vote for. That's very, I'm really curious about that. But the, the kind of, sad fact of the online ballot is that they take the top five from the online votes and that counts as one ballot total in all of the votes. So there's like over a thousand voters. So it's like one one thousandth, less than one one thousandth of a vote. And it's your (laughs) vote tallied in with all the other people who have been voting online. But, and that's the thing too, is that my, for example, I I really wanted Kate Bush to be in there, but obviously she's like maybe a weirder option. Mm -hmm. But um, everyone else in the world who voted chose uh, uh, Foo Fighters to be in the top. And I'm just like, okay, what are you doing? Yeah. So, yeah, they're like, um, they're rock and rolls, 
nice guys, (laughs) you know, and especially Dave Grohl is like just every person in the music industry has a Dave Grohl is a nice guy story. (laughs) And does that make them legendary as a band? (laughs) And the first year that they're eligible, they just get right in. I mean, I don't know, considering that there were many other people on that ballot uh, who, I would say we're more worthy, but yeah. um like yeah. Kate Bush basically invented the stage mic, the like wireless stage mic. Yes. So she could do her dances on the stage. I mean, yes, we we talked, we did an episode about her. I um poor Kate. The I think I <laughs> something that I think a big thing that stands in the way of her. Gosh, it's so wild to hear me have such really knowledgeable (laughs) opinions about the the Rock Hall because like one of the things that really stands in her way is that she was not as popular in America as she was in the UK. And also she kind of probably wouldn't play ball and come and like Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters are going to kick off this. They're probably going to close the ceremony and HBO is going to be just raking in the dollars. And Kate Bush is like, I'm, you know, retired in my country house and uh, smoking weed all day. So like, yeah, it's, it's kind of also, there is, I do believe like some, it's like, all the the voters in the hall. She's not politicking to try to get in. And then, yeah. you know, also she's a woman. And <laughs> right. And why bother? Uh, <laughs> let's get five guys in. Um. <laughs> no, and, and this is why you're my favorite uh, on the show. It's because the, these opinions are uh, very much shared between Tara and I. And uh, I, I think Joe is a oh of, of, of Joe Quizala, your your co-host mm-hmm. on the podcast. I, I think Joe has fine opinions as well, but I, I do think he um, he's dr- he's he's drunken the kool-aid i suppose is a way to put it like he's in he's fully in yeah, on the yeah i mean yeah. he yeah yeah he's he has sampled the kool-aid and yeah. he thought it tasted nice um <laughs> uh he he believes in the institution he he believes he i don't know i'm an abolitionist and he might be a reformer <laughs> uh that might be uh the, the, the where we stand uh, as far as, because I've often been like, in order to correct this, you really have to tear it down from the ground up. And I don't think that that's likely. That, Defund the hall. Um, <laughs> that, that, that's why your show is great though. It, you, you guys have a wonderful conflict. And also it's kind of funny too, because um, I've been listening to your show for a while uh, to see the development in, in very small steps of the rock hall just inching toward inclusivity just barely just i mean barely and so like for example this year when they were announcing a bunch of the nominations you were a little bit excited like you were you were i was very excited i mean i went into a full-on panic when right. they announced that tina turner was nominated solo because that is a thing that i have been talking about on the show since we started right when yeah. i knew nothing and then i found <laughs> out she's only in with her abuser right and and everyone's like isn't that enough I, I, I didn't. And, you know, you talk to some of these old guard guys. We have some of the people on the show sometimes who are these like old guard, like, you know, we've had like Seymour Stein who founded the Rock Hall on our show before. And they just are like, they have some, you know, pretty old guy opinions. And I just did not see 
a world where the ballot would look the way it did this year. I mean, it was a good ballot. And they still managed to (laughs) fuck it up a bit, but like (laughs) it, it, they really, you could have had, I mean, it was the first time on in the history of like the nominees, I Joe would know for sure, but I I'm pretty sure that this is correct. This is the first I know for sure this is the first time you could have voted for all women because you can vote. You the the voters get five. There were I think fifteen or sixteen people uh, are acts on the ballot this year, and you vote for five. And this year you could have voted for all women. You could have voted for all black artists. Like these are things that were not. And still had some left over. Like you, if you voted for all women, you would still not. You'd still have two other women left over that you didn't vote for. Right. So it, it was a really, oh, dare I say, exciting time um, <laughs> uh, to be following it. It was. I was. It's. It just felt like. It felt like we don't, we can't ignore this anymore, which I was very excited about. It's like, oh, we're in a new era where you can't just, and I said this on our show, but it's like, you can't just have an oops, all white guys ballot. <laughs> right. You can't just be like, oh, I don't know. It's just, they're the best musicians. They're just the most qualified. It's like, you cannot <laughs> do that anymore. People will not accept it. It's not, it, this will not fly. Um, and so I, I think that I got very, I was really, um, heartened by that. And, you know, I feel like this, this year's class is, is pretty good. I'm happy with a lot of it. The Foo Fighters thing is a bit of a bummer, but like, that's just industry. Like, that's just like what the hall is founded on is like insiders scratching each other's backs and just, you know, like high-fiving each other and being like, we did this, we built rock and roll. (laughs) Like that's, it is really, because it was founded by like the people who, you know, like ran Rolling Stone magazine and ran record labels and things like that. And so there's always been a, you know, capitalist (laughs) interest in, in who gets in and, you know, and also just the, what's the word? Like not inertia, but the like, the like attracts like of it all that like, you know, the more white male guitar groups that get in, the more white male guitar groups get in and we'll just keep going until every single band that put out an album in 1968 (laughs) is inducted. And then maybe we can put in some black artists from, from beyond the fifties, but like, yeah. Not to beat a dead horse, but like I was actually pretty surprised the Go Go's got in with yeah. this round because we just learned about them being like the first all girl group. Oh, don't to no, have not just number first, one hit or something. The wasn't only it? all the girl, only. girl yeah, girl yeah, group to um, go number one on the Billboard charts. Yeah, that oh, writes their my own mind. songs and play their own instruments. Yeah. yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I think that they were helped a lot by the documentary. And also by the fact that now we are aware and, and I, by the fact that we are as a society kind of for years and years and years, I mean, I don't know. I've watched all these stupid freaking induction (laughs) ceremonies from like 2012 and stuff. I don't know what year it was, but it was like five, six years ago, 10 years ago, you've got people on stage in their speeches saying induct more women. Right. And like, then you had Stevie Nicks saying induct more women. Freaking Steve Miller said induct more women. Absolute shock. 
uh, who else? Oh, um, Jana Jackson said it in her speech. It just like you have, and this year I just feel like they're so deserving. This was their first nomination as well. And right. that I think also really helps an, an artist get inducted is like when they are on for the first, it is so wild to me that I know all this. <laughs> I know I keep stopping and saying it, but it, uh, the fact that I'm on the show alone, knowledgeably talking about the stupid rock and roll hall of fame is very funny to me. And I don't know, it's, I've learned, I, I have really in spite, despite my best efforts, really learned a lot about <laughs> about the about the rock hall and all its uh, all its mm, you know pitfalls and glory. Mm. <laughs> well, another thing I know that you know a lot about is I know you have also done a lot of DJing in your life, correct? I used to run, and I would still be, and I actually just got a text about this today. I used to run an. Um, we, we would call it an all-lady dance party, and I feel like we're probably going to have to update our language. I think gender is kind of becoming mm-hmm. more and more of a um, fluid place. It's just kind of like a, a dance party free of the male gaze, I guess, would be the kind of easiest way to describe it now. But it's a one-hour dance party in the dark um, called Dance Dance Party Party. And I used to help run it in Chicago, and then I've run it in LA for about, um, I ran it in Chicago for like six or seven years and I've done it here for seven years, but then obviously COVID has really put a, a stop to it. But what we do, it, I'm not, I like my DJing skills, I'm sure uh, are in no way uh professional. I just know how to create a playlist that, and I, you know, and like, I've had friends who've been like, will you DJ our wedding? Which is a nice way of saying, you know, Will you decide what order the songs on our, uh, you know, right. I, our iTunes go in? You know, these kind are of thing. our must-play songs. Yeah, Please, exactly. You can, put, you can play them in any order, but you have to play these eleven songs. Exactly. Yeah. So I've done that, um, and then yeah, I've got I got quite adept at making like a dance party playlist because that's like, and also like figuring out the journey to take people on because it's a one-hour like dance thing and a different DJ does it every week. Like mm-hmm. we would each, like everybody who's come would take different turns and kind of like bring their own spin to it, you know? And it was a very fun way to like learn about like different music. And then like you get, cause you got to like balance it out. You got to have the current of the moment right now hit. You got to have a throwback hit. You need to have like a rock forward song, like a song that's kind of guitar forward. You need to have kind of a a fast run around the room type song. Uh, You kind of want to have ideally at least one like really, really dirty hip hop song. And then you want to end on kind of the biggest hit that everybody knows for like the last fast song. Wow. That's how I that's how I view making a playlist for a specific thing that I that I run. This feels perfect because what you just said feels like that moment in the book and movie High Fidelity when Rob is like counting out how to make a mixtape for someone. What you just just described was very (laughs) akin to that. And today, speaking of High Fidelity, we are going to do the top five songs to fill the dance floor. You are perfect for this. Please join us in this game. And and I believe, Tara, you're going to go first on this, right? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I feel like everything you said is totally true. And I think I follow a lot of the same guidelines 
uh, for my party heartbeats, which is like a what I call classic dance party. Um, it's a lot of sing-alongs, like your favorites. I started it back in the days of dubstep, and I was just like, the girls need a place to dance. Like while uh-huh. the guys are just like thrashing about, <laughs> waiting for something um, to drop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's been going ever since. So, um, but yeah, and and the idea of your your party that sounds so awesome. My my mom and dad actually met in a gay bar. My mom said, you know, that's where they played the best music. And my dad said, that's where the straight girls went to dance. So basically <laughs> like, let's, uh, they're avoiding straight men and listening to fun music at the gay bar. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. At the end of a dance dance party party, it's like, it's also kind of like a dance party workout too. So it's like mostly people in like workout clothes. And I just usually look like I have been like caught in hot rain, like, (laughs) or like someone threw a pot of boiling water at me. Like, (laughs) like my face is very red. My hair is soaking wet and stuck to my face. My bangs are just plastered on my head. Uh, My clothes are just like dripping. And um, I in no way look uh, appealing. Um, if someone were trying to, uh, see the best of me, it it would not be at that moment, but that's our rules are the, the three rules of, um, DDPP are no boys, no lights, no judgment. That's wonderful. Yeah. 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 So I feel like a lot of the music that I love to dance to was music that my mom used to listen to when she cleaned the house. But of course that's not what I put on my list. Not everything anyways. So I'll just preface it by saying that, um, I do feel like all of my choices sort of align with this uh, common theme, and that is losing yourself on the dance floor, or feeling this sort of just like release of joy, mm-hmm. but by yourself on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very interesting that you know that you your party is is kind of like for that almost, not just yes, for that. Yes, it's but, like yeah. you're. We often say at the top, it's like you're dancing in your room alone, but also there's people there. <laughs> the music is louder. Yeah. It's dark, but it's, but you can dance. You should, you should feel free to dance as literally as if no one is watching. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And, and then that's yeah. what in interviews uh, a while back and Ali could probably find some of me. That's what I was describing. Heartbeats. I was like, it's like when you're in your room dancing in front of the mirror, singing with your hairbrush, like those are the songs. Yeah. So that's really funny that you and say that. And your party is called Heart Beeps? <laughs> Heart Beeps, which is named after a movie in the 80s about two robots that meet and fall in love and run away together. <laughs> and which, um, Andy uh, what city is that in? Is that in Atlanta? It, yeah, it's in Atlanta. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So shall I start? Let oh, me please. Start, yeah. All right. So number five is from, I also try to get the BPMs because I wanted to see if there was uh, like, any common theme there with like mm-hmm. tempo. There's one song that doesn't fit, but everything else kind of does. Um, but number five from 2006, Fergie, Fergalicious. And they be lining down the block just to watch what I got. So delicious. It's hot, hot. So delicious. People go, what? I mean. <laughs> they always are screaming. Like, as soon as you play that song, people scream. Yes. There is a misspelling in that song, though, isn't there? <laughs> I am I because I know that Will I am misspelling a lot in it because he's he's 
he's spelling a lot. Is there? And I, I feel I never like paid attention. <laughs> I can't remember now, but I remember when it came out thinking, this drives me crazy. I love this song. I can't stop dancing to it, but like what on earth? Oh, what T I oh tasty? they spell tasty E Y. Oh wow. <laughs> I mean, that's the most believable Ew. thing anyone has ever told me yeah. is that they, they misspell something in Frigalicious. T to the A to the S-T-E-Y, girl, you tasty. Uh, I do oh, believe yep. that he does spell it with an E-Y. It's not like egregious. And I'm trying to remember if any of the, because he spells like other longer words, I feel like too. Right. But delicious, also, yeah. Yeah. Frigalicious is not a word and that's okay. And uh <laughs> So if you're going to make up a Fergalicious, you can spell tasty however you want. I'll allow it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, you know, it's about shaking your thing on the dance floor and feeling Mm -hmm. that confidence, feeling like you're hot, you're Fergalicious. Yeah. I just go back about the whole tempo thing. I read a study a while back. I think I shuffled. Do you remember Stumble Upon? Oh, yeah. Uh Yeah. That was great. (laughs) Wow. I think I stumbled upon this tidbit of information um, something about your heart rate being um, like when it's in the 120 range is this like a happy feeling or oh, something? Okay. And a lot of popular dance music is in the 120 to 130 range. Um, there's, you know, of course, faster and slower. But um, and then I, I googled that recently to see if I could find it again. I couldn't find the exact same thing, but um, Apparently, if you graph the frequency of BPMs from the top 10,000 streamed songs, the most common tempos are not in the resting heart rate zone, but more in the higher 120 to 130 BPMs. And I just thought that was kind of interesting. That I wonder if most- it means that like we're using music almost like aspirationally or almost like as <laughs> like a as like a stimulant. Because I mean, I yeah. don't know about everyone in the world, but most people I know are sad. <laughs> and so <laughs> perhaps it's 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 trying to make yourself feel better and, and using it like um like, like like a cup of coffee, you know, you using yeah. using that volume as caffeine, as a stimulant. Hmm. Yeah. And I think also maybe a little bit related that um now popular music, the most common or I think the average number of BPMs for like all the popular songs now has dropped significantly over the years where in the nineties popular songs, a lot of them were like upwards of the one thirties and now it's dropped to like, I don't know, but like it's dropped a bunch. Apparently it's dropped to a resting heart rate. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. Interesting. Uh, the Fergie, Fergie BPM is one twenty nine. Okay. All right. But yeah. And so. also it kicks right out the gate, you know, yeah. like it is a very, of you know beat forward uh song like there's no uh yeah it's just drop in and go <laughs> yeah oh and i will say all of these songs are from experience these are what really pops off in the club for me when i play yeah. them this these are tried and true for yeah, me floor fillers <laughs> yes yeah all right so number 4 is from 2010 robin dancing on my own So in this one in particular, that first night back at the club after COVID felt different because I had been playing this on a virtual stream. And so people dancing literally on their own in their houses, then now dancing on their own, like in the club 
it hits different now. It feels yeah. Like. It's also on my list. And oh. it's also, yeah, and it's nice. also at number four. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, and I just love it so much. I feel like it's crossed genres and decades. Yeah. It's it's a queer anthem on top of everything. Like, I, I just love it. And I don't know, it's like her big smash after those two she had in the 90s that were kind of, you know, like pop bops yeah, as well. Yeah, like pop R&B type songs. yeah. Yeah. I, you know, that song also, if you think about it, the beginning of that and the beginning of Fergalicious both kind of start with that. Like they both kind of do that. So I'm seeing what works here. Yeah. That's the kind of song that like also it is really popular without without ever having been mainstream. Right. Yeah. 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 Fully like, agree. I don't think my mom knows that song at all. Right. Like, I don't <laughs> think it was ever played on the radio. I don't think it's ever, you know, been on the Coles loudspeaker. <laughs> I, you know, I, I feel like that song, it's like found its own way in somehow some, I mean, it's the internet, but, and cause it had a good video as well. And then was, was that the one that, or, or was it call your girlfriend that, um, they, the there was Live an thing? SNL sketch. Yeah. That I one think was, was call, call your, your girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah. But, but still that did help mainstream her, you know, but that's the funny thing. She has been, huh? You're right. Cause since the nineties, she's had hits, but even back then, was she mainstream or was she? She just- was. Those were top ten singles, like "Show Me Love" and uh-huh. "And Do You Know What It Takes." Yeah, yeah. Those are top ten singles. I mean, on the Rob- Robin's just an amazing anomaly too. Like uh, by far, my favorite Robin album is that one that she did with Royksop. Oh, it's so so good. I um, don't know it, and I like Royce up. It's called uh, "Do It Again," and um, it's absolutely amazing because it's got that real cold, like industrial kind of sound. But Robin mm-hmm. with her kind of like sweet, powerful vocals on top, and no, Ro- Robin's this wonderful anomaly. She's just she's the greatest. Yeah. you know, she really yeah. is. You know, I think, too, she's kind of like one of the patron saints of DDPP. It's like, you know, her, (laughs) Beyonce, Lizzo. Those are kind of like people that, like, we've been listening to since, like, the first time we held a dance party in 2006 or something like that. Like, she's been on the, the playlist since and forever. And she's, it's like... I think that's also a a thing that's good about her, though, because she hasn't been so saturated that, like, it's not playing that is not like playing uptown funk. Right. You know, like, it's not so (laughs) popular that you, it's like stopped being enjoyable at all. You know, for sure. I saw her live at Pitchfork and my friend Linda posted a video of, you know, like the live, or maybe it was a picture. I can't remember, but she said, saw God live tonight. (laughs) Yeah. She's iconic. Yeah. Yeah, I saw her in Chicago, not at Pitchfork, but just at, I think like the Aragon ballroom and on Valentine's day in like 2009 or something like that. And it was like truly astounding. She's amazing. She's, she's got it. She's got it. (laughs) Yeah. But going back to that theme, the whole just like losing yourself on the dance floor, feeling that 
euphoria like alone on the dance floor and she says she's in the corner uh, dancing on her own basically and I, it's just I don't know just wanted to call that out again because that's a really good one uh, that sort of highlights that and another thing that I read was something about how she's really good at just inserting those like teenager feelings into mm-hmm. adult songs mm. like I know it's stupid I just gotta see it for myself mm-hmm. it's like a teenager kind of thing and I, yeah. I never thought and of she that she does before. it without like being Weezer <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought Weezer too. I thought about Rivers Como being a 50-year-old man singing about his high school crush. And I thought, <laughs> it's just, how come Robin doesn't seem corny like Rivers does? <laughs> yeah, it's at a certain point, you got to change your subject matter, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. All right. Number three from 2005, Missy Elliott, Lose Control. Great choice, yeah. Oh man, this one pops off hard. So hard. I, I feel like a lot of Missy would, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I have some Missy on my on my list. Oh, yeah, well. and this one has Sierra and um Fat Man Scoop mm-hmm. as a hype man. Yes. Um it's a 126 BPM, so we're still in that range. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and then there's the whole like by yourself, lose control. Everybody here, get it out of control. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's great. Fat Man Scoop also just uh, he, I don't know, underrated, underrated <laughs> hype man, underrated, uh, unique individual on the mic. And now I'm like rearranging my stuff. I'm like, well, I could, I could, I had some things that were living in the margins that were that had almost made the grade. And I'm like, maybe. Maybe I can, I don't know, maybe. Maybe a promotion's going to happen, yeah. Yeah, promotion. <laughs> somebody's, somebody's going up. We'll, well see what happens. At the very end, we'll definitely uh, give a quick rundown of oh, our yeah. short list to, you know, mm-hmm. talk about a couple of songs that we couldn't quite talk about, you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I always go off the dome, like, okay, what immediately comes to mind? And then kind of other things just fall the wayside. Um, yeah, there's really not a ton to be said about Missy Elliott because she's just a queen. She's epic icon as well um all right yeah number two is abba dancing queen that's gonna fill the floor anywhere you go yeah old young yep everybody can agree like, and it's the, it is the one as well. Like ABBA has a million great hits, but Dancing Queen is the, is number one for, for floor filling ability because everybody has a way to dance to it. You know, yeah. it's not the same as like Mama Mia or like what? I guess, gimme, gimme, gimme. I'm like, what would you even play if you weren't going to play Dancing Queen? Like they have a lot of great. Yeah danceable hits and stuff but i do think that that's the one you play if you get if you're out here trying to make the people happy if you're not trying to show that you know you like the deep cut chikatita which is <laughs> yeah. my favorite my favorite abba song uh then then you're you know if you're trying to please people 
with your selection, then you choose Dancing Queen. I also yeah. feel like perhaps, um, uh, and this is coming from someone who is 100% not a DJ, I, the, only, the only DJ work I've ever done has been to help someone out at a wedding because I happen to have a large record collection. That's it. Like, I've never done anything more than that. Um, I feel like if you're trying to fill the floor, having a song that from the first note, everyone knows what song it is mm-hmm. and they know exactly where it's going to go, Dancing mm-hmm. Queen is one of those songs. Like, like picture yes. that first note when it hits, you go... Okay, I know where I am. I know what's happening. I know I need yes. to be out on that floor. And I, I exactly. know I need to interact with people while this is happening. Yes. Yeah. And this is, again, one of those where that sort of like euphoric feeling is mirrored because you're having this feeling on the dance floor and they're talking about the 17-year-old dancing queen also having that same moment on right. the mm-hmm. dance floor, having the time of her life, see that girl. Yeah. It's classic. Uh, and yes. this one is slower though, 101 beats per minute. Yes, oh, wow. but it, it, it will, yeah, it's a slower one, but it is like, it's the moment where everyone takes a breath and everybody, you know, dazzles <laughs> their fingers out and stuff mm-hmm. and a line forms, you know, you get a little bit of a Cosby show opening around somebody <laughs> kind of vibe. It It's good for like um, mixing it up too, like giving it a nice like, a throwback, a family-friendly throwback that everybody can groove to. <laughs> it uh, mixes very well into uh, BGs too. Oh yeah, <laughs> I could see that. Their BPMs yeah. are always very similar, similarly slow, groovy, if you will. Yes. Um, Did you say that was your number two? You said. Yeah, so we're number. We're to number one. Number one, can't wait. This one's so freaking obvious. I feel like this is going to be tough. I'm like, if we, I bet we are going to have the exact same number one. Because this, if it's not this, I'll be surprised. If it's not this Especially on considering list. your theme, I will be incredibly surprised if we do not have the exact same number one. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and say, this is my first cassette I ever owned. Definitely a mom cleaning the house song. <laughs> number one from 1987, Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Someone Who Loves Me. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's the, it's the most number one of all the number ones. It's my number one. I will not be moving any other. I will not be moving it around. <laughs> it, it was number one. It was going to be number one. It is always number one. That is, it is the most guaranteed floor filler song that I've ever played in my life. And I have played it. I have saved multiple house parties with this song. Because you walk in, they're playing some garbage that nobody knows or likes. The lighting is all wrong. You got to turn off some lamps. You got to throw a scarf (laughs) over a shade or two. And then you put on, I want to dance with somebody. And people, like literally from the the crowd goes wild. that song. Yeah. And and it's got movement to it as, as well. It has like several movements of the song. I mean, it's called a bridge. I understand. But like, (laughs) you know, it's got a lot to offer as far as like the types of dancing that you can do to it. It's got the great call and response thing at the end. It again is kind of an intergenerational anthem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like everybody knows it. And it, the thing about it is it's not very fast. It's not, it's it's not very fast at all. It's a one night swing. One night There's a lot of swaying. There's a lot of kind of like 
Again, you're kind of going to shimmer your hands at points. Oh, sorry, what'd you say? Giggles and woos. Yeah, like giggles. Like her laughing. Yeah, she and giggles. Ah, ha, ha, and woo. Yeah, she's. Yeah. And, but, and there's kind of like jumping in it. There's definitely a part when everybody starts kind of jumping. Like Against All Odds is such a good dance song because it is so universally beloved, mm-hmm. you know? I think that helps too. I Yeah, every party, wedding, I mean, every, I would say this is probably the most played Dance Dance Party Party song of all time. Oh, wow. Yeah, probably uh, heart, heart beeps as well, actually. Wow. It's, it's like, it's probably that song or it might actually be Valerie by Amy Winehouse. Uh, that song just for some reason gets played a lot, a lot, a lot because it's so, it's kind of like groovy and fun and like, you know, has a good, um, like that. It's like, for some reason, that song is also incredibly popular. It was being played for, and people always think that no one else is, has played it recently. Right. Like they always yeah. think like, oh, I know it would be a good one is Valerie. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's why Robin is popular too. It's because we all actually know it, love it, and want it to be played. And yet we all think we're extra cool because we know about it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, it feels a little uh, less obvious. Right. And yet that's what makes it obvious. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. I definitely um, use that one to transition into more of a, like Motown set. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, it does work too, for sure. Wow. Oh it. yeah. 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 Definitely. Oh, wow. So it's actually, the song is arranged like girls just want to have fun. So we were talking Mm. about how it's sort of like built, like the structure Mm -hmm. is a lot like girls just want to have fun. And even at the end where Whitney's like, um, uh, don't you want to dance? Say you want to dance? That sort of Mm -hmm. fast part. Cyndi Lauper is saying, um, you just want to, you just want to, just want that part. So it is, it's like kind of the same, same Z's. Yeah, a late 80s kind of skirt tossing song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> swishing, skirt swishing, I'll skirt say swisher. that way. You it's don't a get skirt a visual swisher, yeah. if you will. Skirt swisher, yeah. Yeah, you know, I had enough, never put that together with Girls Just Want to Have Fun, although I think Girls Just Want to Have Fun suffers from men not wanting to dance to it. Um, <laughs> just, you know, because of uh, patriarchy, but like... Um, I think that that is kind of why maybe uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody is a more popular song because it is, yeah, you know. Well, that's it's interesting funny too. that you say that. Oh, I think we're both, both about to say the exact same thing, No, Tara. probably not. I was just going to say, because <laughs> okay. when I play Girls Just Want to Have Fun, I reward the men for dancing by playing Let's Hear It for the Boy after that. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also a song that I don't think men want to dance to. <laughs> really? Why? why yeah, Let's Hear It for the Boy. No, no. I just, I, for some, I feel, not that I don't think they want to dance to it, but I don't think that, I can't picture and maybe it's just I've been in these all lady dance parties for too long mm-hmm. I'm like I can't picture men getting out there and being like let's hear for the boy this is my oh, jam yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. maybe and maybe they've just come to expect it from me kind of a thing because they do it at heartbeats and they're like singing along like raising yeah. their hands mm. let's hear it for the boys yeah I'm like footloose I could see guys getting out yeah. on the floor for oh. it for sure. That's because yeah. then everyone thinks they're Kevin Bacon. Or wait, wait, or is it yes. Patrick Swayze? Wait no, a minute. You're no, right. it's Kevin Bacon. Which one is Patrick Swayze in? Dirty, Dirty Dancing. Dancing. That's right. Yes. Those movies Another are apparently great the same movie.
movie in my head, which is interesting. And that's another great floor filler of a song as well is Time of My Life. Like that's just got a lot to oh, yeah. offer. And, and a slower one too, compared to, if, a, if yes. we're thinking about that 120 beats per minute. Yeah. Huh. That's well, it's fun because- song of the night song. Exactly. And it's everybody's drunkenly trying to lift each other. <laughs> you know, that's kind of where you want to be in right. the night when that starts happening. You mm. know, yeah. everyone has enough liquid courage to try to like run at their friend or partner and just like, right. you know, leap into their arms. <laughs> and this either a the success the or a failure are both very entertaining. They're, they're, yes, it's a no-lose situation. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, yeah, Seth, what were you going to say? Oh, back when we jinxed. Um, yeah. uh, I, I thought you were going to say this, which is that um, it's funny that men don't want to dance to um, girls just want to have fun. Because the original version was sung by a man, remember? Did you guys ever hear the, the 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 original that that song is a cover of? Is it sung by a Captain Lou Albano? No, 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 no. It's some <laughs> like 1960s guitarish dude or something, and it's actually really kind of patronizing. And it's kind because of, oh. like imagine oh. the exact same song, girls just want to have fun, but sung by like a dude in the 1980s. And Pass. so exactly, exactly. And so it's so funny to me oh, that yeah, Robert such Hazard. an amazing anthem comes from like a dude singing like a patronizing kind of shitty song. Oh, and it, it's legitimately worse too. Don't even look it up, people. It's it's not really very good. Cindy Lauper's version is the true version. Yes. Always and forever. Always has been. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Tara, that was an amazing list. I, I really Thank love you. that top five. Um, I, I also, I, I'm so glad you're here, Kristen, because it's um, seeing these reflections between your two dance parties from across the country is is pretty amazing. And actually, I want to hear more about it. So let's take a quick uh, 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 coffee break and uh, Tara will put her records away. Kristen will gather hers and we'll hear Kristen's top five. Despite the fact that I think we already know a couple of them, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> I'm doing some uh, furious reorganizing. <laughs> the powerful new iPhone 13 Pro is here with the most advanced camera in an iPhone. And T-Mobile is the place to get it. This new cinematic mode turned my travel videos into a filmmaking masterpiece. Get the most out of your new iPhone on America's largest, fastest 5G network. And posting. Whoa, that was fast. And now, you can get iPhone 13 Pro on us with eligible trade-in and plan and upgrade forever. So I can always have a new iPhone? Yep, forever. Lock in the trade-in value of your new iPhone up to 800 bucks every two years for your next upgrade. Get iPhone 13 Pro on us right now and upgrade forever. Only at T-Mobile. Max plan and on us now via 30 monthly bill credits for well qualified buyers plus tax. Contact us before canceling service to continue credits on current device or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement is due. Fastest based on average overall 5G speeds according to Open Signal Awards and USA 5G user experience report July 2021. This episode is brought to you by The Last Duel, a film by Ridley Scott, director of Gladiator. Witness the true story of one woman who defied a kingdom and made history. Starring Academy Award winners Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, Academy Award nominee Adam Driver, and Jodie Comer, who gives a performance critics say will be remembered come Oscar time. The script was written by Academy Award nominee Nicole Hall of Center, as well as Affleck and Damon. The Last Duel, now playing only in theaters.
Okay, we are back. We are doing top five songs to fill the dance floor. Tara has gone, and now we're moving on to another DJ. Here comes Kristen Stuttered. Um, count, start us off. Number five, what have you got? Okay, so, you know, I I kind of went through some of my old Dance Dance Party Party playlists and kind of my classic ones and things like that, but I was approaching this in a way almost like as though I were DJing a wedding mm. in a way. Yeah. Uh, it like, like kind of what are the songs that like make everybody it, it, not even DJing a wedding, but like, D, like what are the songs that are going to just like get literally every person in there just hyped and ready to like, like, like you hear it and everybody's like, let's get out here. Come on, come on, come on. I had a ton of things that are like, vying for the six spot and the five spot and all of this, but I'm, and I've just done some crazy <laughs> rearranging and I think I'm going to go with Uptight by Stevie Wonder. Excellent choice. I, I'm, I'm glad Stevie made the list already. This is great. Yeah, I, you know, this song to me is like, it's fast. I think um, it's, I like it that it starts with horns and it's kind of one that everybody enjoys when they hear it. Do right. you know what I mean? It like puts you in a good mood. It, it makes you feel happy. And that also, it's kind of got like, it's a classic. It's one that just like everybody knows and everybody loves. And so, yeah, it, it literally, it just moved into the five spot like a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it is. I, I feel like that's been a, re a repeating theme and maybe that's really important. I'm learning a lot from both of you. Like I said, I'm not a DJ. The, <laughs> the, the having something that everyone knows really does seem to be important. From both of your experience, if you do play something that, you know, there's no question about it. Objectively, it is a banger and it should get everyone to dance, but the people there haven't heard it. Is it still successful or not really? If it truly is. Like, if it's like the new, like, I remember we played like, um, what was uh, uh, Cool Off by Missy Elliott. Mm -hmm. Like that song, before people knew it or had heard it, it's got a lot of confusing tempo changes in it, <laughs> but it's like, it, it changes tempo a lot. And Missy Elliott is obviously like a master at writing songs that make people want to dance. But it's also like, if you don't know it, it's hard to follow along. Mm. Um, and also it's one of those ones, like I remember I played Truth Hurts by Lizzo mm -hmm. and people didn't know it. And people were like, what was that song? Like at the end of the dance party, we're like, what okay. was that song? That one was really good. But when it was playing, people weren't like going crazy. Then three weeks later, that song is everywhere. And everyone, it, it comes on to the next playlist, you know, three weeks later. And everyone is like, I love this song. They're going off. It's like, I think if people don't know a song and it's like undeniably good, you can, they like, they'll be like, what is this song? I'm enjoying it. Mm -hmm. But it's always different than when people are familiar with a song and the first notes play and they're just like, let's go. Yeah. Wow. I also feel like it depends on the gig and mm -hmm. yeah. What is the goal? Um, if it's a wedding, yeah. You want everyone to dance. If it's at a bar, 
yeah, you want the crowd to be there. You don't want them to switch bars, but also you do want them to go to the bar to buy drinks. So don't play all bangers all the time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or play all bangers all the time so they have to go to the bar and get a drink. Like something. Like something like yeah. that. You have to think, okay, how can we help like make money? But also you want to keep your residency or whatever too. So you're like, I'm going to make them a ton of money and they're going to think I'm awesome. And so will the crowd. Right. Wow. I think it's important to play to the crowd, which a lot of DJs are like, um, you know, maybe they have a reputation to uphold or something to not <laughs> be that. But no, I, 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 I do feel like being a DJ has a lot of like empathy in it, like like a lot of like feeling what's happening with the people in front of you, and you're you're talking to them in a way. You're you're kind of giving them what they want, and perhaps sometimes you're giving them what they need, and they don't even know they need it. You know. Well, and I think recognize when you have miscalculated. Oh, yeah. Like that, yeah. I think it cannot be overstated. Don't be afraid to fade. <laughs> like yeah. you don't have, you didn't sign on to play the entire four minute song. If you thought this was the time to play, you know, whatever, single ladies, uh, you know, you, <laughs> you thought it was the time you were like, I got them. They're out here. Like they're enjoying, they love this Missy Elliott song. I know exactly what they want next. They want single ladies. And then you try it and they're just like, uh-uh, actually this is too old. It's actually not old enough to be the right time to be playing it. It's also the wrong time of the night. You could just feel that the crowd is no longer with you you just do a quick fade and you cross on over to something that you, you get them back in a different way. I just feel like sometimes people think they have to like double down on their bad decision that they made. I'm like, just fade it, move on. Yeah. You tried. (laughs) I'm learning so much. This is great. (laughs) Um, and then, yeah, but I think Stevie wonder is kind of like a, He's a no brainer kind of, that's just kind of a, I don't know. And maybe I'm thinking of this as more like a warm up song. Like this is kind of a one, it's like one that's going to, or if everybody's already out there, people aren't going to leave. Maybe it's not a floor filler. Gosh, now I'm really, now I'm (laughs) questioning my, my, my methods. But at least it's number five on the list. So there's. It is number five. You're you're giving yourself plenty of room to grow with your number four, et cetera. Yeah. It is number five. Well, we do already know my number four, which is uh, Dancing on My Own. I will also say that I had swapped in. It was originally going to be Work It by Missy Mm. as my number five. That was, that was my number five. But then I was like, we've already talked about Missy. We're going to talk about Robin. We're going to talk about Whitney Houston. (laughs) Like I can't have all of these double overs. Um, But yes, my number four is Dancing on My Own by Robin. And uh, it's still good and it's still a correct uh, answer. And it it just does what we said it does. And it's. Yeah, no, I, I, I fully agree. And don't yeah. be surprised when you guys see Robin on my list later. But, All right. <laughs> but I will say it is funny to go through the math in your head and go, OK, there are so many great Robin hits in, in particular. Um, off of the, all, all the Body Talk EPs that she put out right there. Like there were just so mm-hmm. many great songs uh, going on right there. For some reason, Dancing on My Own does feel like the floor filler, despite the fact that, I mean, we were talking about it earlier, Call Your Girlfriend is an amazing song, perhaps one of the best songs she's ever written. It's Mm -hmm. really, really great. But if I had to play one between Call Your Girlfriend and Dancing on My Own, 
I play dancing on my own for some reason. Yes. I'm, not, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Why. It's more widely known. Mm. And it's I more uh, like call your girlfriend is has the, um more tempo. It has a slower tempo. The, do the lyrics yeah. also have a bit more like pathos to them? Like, are they a bit sadder? I'm not sure. Uh, yes. I yeah. mean, they're both sad, but, both it, but sad, it's like but yeah. dancing on my own sounds happy. The thing is, here's the thing. <laughs> dancing on my own is ostensibly a sadder narrative because she is watching her person kiss another woman mm-hmm. and she's out here dancing on her own. She's really sad, but it's a very upbeat song. Whereas calling your girlfriend a slower song is a much happier thing because she's like, Hey, we're going to be together. Uh, it's like, you know, they are, what do you call it? It's like they're from, it's like in one story. It's the same exact story, but it's like my, oh gosh, wow. I, a movie <laughs> I've never seen, but that I know the, that I know the plot of. Uh-huh. It's like my best friend's wedding. It's like, okay. it's like there's the traditional rom-com and, and then you're telling it from the, the point of view of, of a person who would be the villain in a traditional rom- rom-com. So right. it's like the the call your girlfriend is like the person who would be the villain in a traditional love song, which is the girl who's taking the guy away, but you're telling it from her perspective. And then you're seeing in um, Dancing on My Own, the perspective of the girl whose guy is being uh, taken away. Uh, yeah. Michael Showalter made a really great movie about that called The Baxter, where it- you know- I never saw that. Wait, yeah. did I see that? It's, I did. Or Michael Showalter it feels plays like I saw it. the guy in the romantic comedy that doesn't end up with with the female protagonist in the end. Like he, he's the boyfriend that gets dumped before the end, but it's all from his perspective. And uh, oh, Michael Showalter, what a gem! I I, I I love everyone in the states, but Michael Showalter is definitely my favorite. Yeah, I definitely have seen that movie, but I don't remember. I think I, I think I saw that movie when we were getting Netflix discs in the mail. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, yes, I think I saw that on a DVD, a physical DVD. Oh. I'm trying to f- remember what this song is. I really like this Robin song that's on like an extended EP mm-hmm. that no one ever knows, and I think it's like one of her best songs. And I'm like, why can't I even think of it right now? It is. It's like, um, uh, if it's like, it's like, if it doesn't hurt, then it's not love or something. Oh, I, you're, you're ringing bells in my head. I, it's <laughs> like, or her mom told her about like, just like your mom said, just like your mama said, if it, if it doesn't hurt, it's not love or like. When you were describing it, I thought you were going to say the song, uh, don't fucking tell me what to do. Cause damn it. That's a fucking, that's. I love that song. Like when, whenever my wife or I oh, yeah. need to tell someone that that like I'm not interested in what you're saying, we just start singing that Robin song. Like, Don't <laughs> fucking tell me what to do. What to do. do yeah. Do, that, do. Yeah. That is not a um, also not a popular Robin song. I mean, it's a great one. Right. But it's from that same I, era, that same body yes. talk era. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, why can I not? It's like it was like on Body Talk Two or something. Uh, Indestructible. Is it in? I really, I know that I like the song Indestructible (laughs) by Robin. That's also not very popular. I think Indestructible is a great song by Robin. I can't believe that song wasn't a hit. It's got kind of like Carly Rae Jepsen vibes. I think a lot of the Robin crossover stuff, maybe unpopular opinion, but I do think it's got some Carly Rae Jepsen uh, vibes. 
No, no, I, 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 um, another person who is like weirdly underground popular. Yeah. Yeah. I I think they share a lot in common. And I I think for some reason too, um, I say this fully as a kind of pretentious piece of shit, white dude, (laughs) like, you know, I don't want to be that, but I, I I recognize it in myself and I try to tamp it down as much as possible. For some (laughs) reason, my crowd, the pitchfork stereo gum crowd Mm -hmm, were allowed mm -hmm. To like Robin, we're allowed to like Carly Rae Jepsen, and mm-hmm. I'm realizing how stupid it is for anyone to be allowed to like anything. But that is what society is doing, and it's weird. It's it's weird that well, like I some wonder... artists sneak under that little like banner and like no 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 they have indie cred they're cool and it's like well yeah right. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say I wonder if they I wonder specifically if Carly Rae Jepsen has indie cred because she worked with Blood Orange. Right, right. No, and 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 maybe Robin has indie cred because she made that album with Royksop, you know? Like, who True. knows how this goes down, but... Uh, when did the Royksop thing come out again? Around Body Talk. It was around that same era. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. If I remember correctly, too, and I'm probably wrong about this, I believe it was Royksop's last album ever. I believe that was their retirement, was putting out that EP with Robin. So, um, what a way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. I was going to ask Kristen, do you have songs that you always play Back to back, like always. Ooh, gosh. Because with this one, Dancing on My Own, I almost always play Bulletproof by LaRue. Great, great. Mm. That's a very good, uh, that's a very good uh, combo. Like that's a good bridge together. Storyline and tempo and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Bulletproof. Oh, Bulletproof by LaRue. That's a great song. Oh yeah. People are always like, Bulletproof, like, you know, chanting along with it. (laughs) Yeah. That's, and you know, it's got that kind of like, I don't know. It's got that very like sweaty, I love myself kind of feeling about it. You know, that's what we're all looking for. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sweaty. And I love myself because love hurts if you do it right. Uh, 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 okay, wait. You remember? Yeah, I remember. Because love hurts if you do it right. Um, that's called hurts me or something. If you do it right. Oh, uh, what your mama never told you. Cry when you get older. Good God. Oh. There it is. You did it. You did it. It is such a good song. It is. There are so many songs of hers that I'm like, I think Dancing on My Own is a is a good song, but it is in no way my favorite Robin song. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. like way, I have many other favorites above it, including Cry When You Get Older, which is not a popular song at all. I, I would say that most people have probably never heard of it. But, but, but that was not our, 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 our question for the day. The question was top five songs to fill the dance floor. So with that uh, criteria... Yes. I think it's an excellent choice for uh, for everyone's list who happens to put yeah. it on there. Yes. Yeah. And then that was your number four, correct? That was number four in the exact same spot. So my four and my number one are the same as Tara. <laughs> That's uh, pretty amazing. My number, th- my number three, uh, just speaking of Fat Man Scoop, is uh, <laughs> Let Me Clear My Throat uh, oh. by DJ Cool, the live version. That song just rolls. Yeah. And, and, and we were talking about how um, people who are into a dubstep like the drop, the quote unquote drop in that song where people really can just like, mm-hmm. boom, da 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 Like that, yeah. that moment, that's going to set off anything, yeah. anywhere, anybody. Like that's, that's the moment. 
And that song, the live version, which is kind of the definitive version, is it's already sounds like a party. Right. And the I like songs that have hooks with a horn in it. I mm. It's like my favorite type of hook is usually going to have a horn in it. And that, to me, is like one of the best hooks in all of music. I just, you hear it and you want to get funky. Yeah. You want to get down. Like, it is not an... it's like you have to have a modicum of soul to be able to dance to this song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just have to, you got to reach inside you, you got to find it, and you got to get out there and get down. I love that song. And also it's got great call and response. It's very fun to turn the, you know, volume down, let the crowd, you know, sing it. It's like, literally does half the work for you. He's Mm -hmm. telling you what to do. He's telling you what to say. Um, I, I love to play that song at DDPP because it's really fun in a dark room full of women to just like hear everybody like just lose it. It's a, yeah. (laughs) Hear everybody clearing their throats. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I actually just thought of a really funny playlist idea as like songs with cough sounds in them. Ah, uh-huh. Yeah, there are quite a few. I feel like Grandmaster Flash, that like Edge song would be a good one too. Yeah, I'm like, what else has a cough in it? Uh, what about that um, song by Wyclef Jean where it's the one where it's like, uh, it's the Saturday Night Live or Saturday Night Fever song, you know, where it's oh, like- Oh, because Saturday Night, uh, um, so all it's a Fuji song. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's, him solo, or maybe you're, maybe it is Fuji's. I get those confused, but, but I, I, sw- I swear there's a cough, or it's like, let me clear. No, huh? <laughs> now I'm going deep into all the lyrics of this song I haven't listened to in like 20 years. It's called It's called We Trying to Stay Alive. Uh huh. And who's it by? It's Wyclef. It is Wyclef solo. Uh huh. Yes. All you buy your CDs, get this from Sam Goody. He he. Oh, it's he's yeah. laughing. He's not coughing. He's laughing. Oh, yeah. he's laughing. But if it sounds like a cough, I say let's go for it. Yeah. We'll make the collaborative playlist. We'll put it in <laughs> our like store Discord channel. Everyone can add cough songs. To I it. made a whole playlist. I realized uh, I made a whole playlist of songs called "All Right" or like that were like with the song "All Right" in the in the title. And I okay. also made one called "Come Get It." For all the songs that are like about coming over, come get it. Um, like there's just there's a lot of uh of thematic kind of oh, yeah. things happening out in the world. Wow. Yeah, I have one with the word doctor in the title. Ooh. Mm. That's a fun one. Did Call the Doctor by uh, Slater Kenny make it on that list? No, but Doctor Pressure and like Doctor Doctor by Thompson Twins, things mm-hmm. like that for sure. Doctor My Eyes by Doctor My Brown. Eyes, that's on there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I love how much your lists are overlapping. This is wonderful. I, I don't think we've had this much overlapping between two lists before. It's pretty good. No, you're right. I don't think we have. It's but in it, particular it just because like, yeah. the universal gonna... truth, which is yeah. that I want to dance with somebody is the number one floor filler of the entire world. Oh, but, we, but we haven't and heard your Robin number two yet, though. We have not heard number two. Uh, so my number two is Groove is in the Heart by D-Light. Another one of Tara's big favorites. Tara talks about D-Light more than anyone I've ever 
talked to before. <laughs> they're un- they're incredible. They are so they're freaking important in a way that we don't give them credit for. I mean, they brought house music to the mainstream in mm-hmm. a way that <laughs> yeah, they're they were like these like underground club kids in New York being like queer and cool and interesting. And then, you know, they had this kind of big hit single, which is cool. But like, then people bought that album and they were like, what are these seven minute songs? <laughs> <Right>. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Good beat. What is love? Like all of it. I love yeah. so much. Yeah. I bought that CD when I was, I was a kid when that song came out and I was like, yes, I bought that CD and I was like, I didn't know it, but this will influence me. <laughs> See, now those are the deep cuts. Like for house party, house music party or events or whatever I'm teaching where I play house music, I can play those songs and people don't know them, but it still fits and it still vibes. And like, it's not the same as like playing a top 40 type party mm. where mm-hmm. you have to play the bangers. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, I love, I like my favorite type of music is kind of like New Jack Swing kind of house music from the mid 90s um, is very much like the type of music that I like that it didn't stick around necessarily. It's like really of an era. I would say there are pieces of it that are still in in current music and things like that. And like, I bet there will come a day when now like we'll be sampling New Jack Swing, which was already sampling kind of disco, right. you know, like I think that that will eventually come around and stuff, but like soul to soul and like stuff like that. I really um, love or, and, and also just kind of like, that like 90s R&B, SWV type of um, time, you know, kind of early TLC, mid, mid-career TLC type stuff. Janet Jackson in the mid-90s, mid, yeah, like Janet Jackson in the mid-90s pretty much is like a, a core pillar of the type of music that I really like. And then you also, and then like, I would like it to be very funky as well. And so bring in a little of that. And then, you know, I'm from Chicago. And so like the music that was playing on the radio when I was a kid was like, I don't know if you all know this song, but there was a song called um, Short Dick Man by Gillette. <laughs> yeah. The eeny weeny yeah. teeny yeah, teeny. teeny. Yeah. Like that yeah. song was on the radio when I was <laughs> growing up, you know, like they played it on the radio uh, and like that kind of music or like, um, you know, K7 mm-hmm. and things like that. Like just some that that music did not necessarily stick around. And it's not even like, it's not like kids, it's not like people now who are like, oh, I was really into pop punk growing up. So I still listen to pop punk and there's all these pop punk tours and blah, blah, blah. blah. Right. I'm like, give me a New Jack Swing tour. I'll go. <laughs> like, I'll watch Color Me Bad. Yes. <laughs> I think we've had a couple of those in Atlanta. Yeah. Well, and, and plus, it's one of the best sounding genre names. New Jack Swing just sounds amazing. Like, if you're going to describe a genre, Oh, do you like ska or do you like New Jack Swing? Oh, I yeah, think I like I'm New like, Jack Swing. 
I'm like, put Tony, 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 <laughs> soul, soul to soul, uh, color me bad, uh, SWV, put them all on a bill, do some sort of festival, New Jack festival. And yeah. I will, I will show up. I will buy the most expensive ticket at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> and and I hope that there is a revival and it gets called New New Jack Swing and that'll just yes. be fun for everyone. <laughs> or they'll call it like Nouveau Jack Swing. Ooh, I'd like that. Or New Jack Swung. Good. Yeah, there's there's Ooh. a lot of things they can do. We, we're, we're throwing all these options out for free. There's options. Yeah. It's out there. <laughs> PC music could just pick this up and run with it. You you guys can uh, have first pick at the new Jack yeah. Swing revival. Yeah, I think the show is like Belle Biv DeVoe, maybe Jagged uh, Jagged Edge. Jagged like, Edge. Yeah, I can't remember, but yeah. We, we kind of like your- late 90s R&B. Maybe 112 was 112 in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something like that. 702. 702. 702. Okay. Wow. Silk. Genuine, Ooh, yeah. yes, that's good. It's a that's a little too smooth for me. I need it to be a little crunchier. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I true. I guess that's more R and B. I yeah. I would enjoy that smoothness though. This reminds me of one of my earliest concert memories. Um, was I went to a show that was in Vogue, followed Ooh. by LL Cool J. Oh followed gosh. by R. Kelly. <laughs> Yikes, you almost know, had me. I know. Wow, you really at had the, me in the beginning. At the time, I thought it was amazingly cool. And as t- as time goes on and on, the uh, the headliner, I'm less and less interested in, obviously. I mean, God. Had, I mean, had he not royally fucked up everything by being an awful person, oh, he, he, Ignition yeah. remakes would be on this list. Oh, yeah, no, yes, he, yeah. He ruined Absol- everything. I mean, I mean not just I, it is such Michael it is Jackson a real, too. Eh. Yes. Yeah. 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 It is. It's really. Uh, it's terrible. R. Kelly. He can go straight to hell. It's. Uh, I mean. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I mean. Ignition. God damn it. You know. It popped off. Yeah. Like, so it's, hard. Yeah. He he ruined it. He he, he ruined, ruined it by everything being for himself. Us. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know the thing about that too is like we as a society ignored it for a, a long time. Yeah. Like it took a straight up documentary right. to like, cause what's uh, Jim DeRogatis of the Chicago Sun Times was writing. I think, I think in the times, yeah, he was writing articles about this, you know, since like 2014, 2013, 2014, he was writing like really well-researched articles about the serious abuse of teenage girls that was happening. And, you know, and even, and that, like when that tape came out, I mean, we just, we did everything we could to ignore it. We just did, we wanted to keep our, we wanted to, you know, step in the name of love. I mean, it's hard for me <laughs> again. Like, you know, like I said, I am from Chicago. Like, right. It yeah. sucks that there is, and also for any purists out there, I am I will just like to clarify, I am from the suburbs of Chicago. I am (laughs) from the southwest suburbs of Chicago, but I did live in the city for 10 years before I moved to Los Angeles. So (laughs) just putting my credentials out there because you say you're from Chicago and I know that that's a three-hour radius. Um, (laughs) But, you know, yeah, it sucked. It sucks. There, I mean, there is so much music that is ingrained in the... Well, and... uh, 
we're just, we are home of the problematic faves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, we it, got Kanye, we got like. I, I, and I, I, I've been thinking about this more and more over the past few years as more of my favorites have become problematic. And I still don't have the answer to it. I, I, the thing I know as a fact is that if I put on a musician that I know is problematic and I think about how problematic they are, then I have to turn it off because it's ruined anyway, you know? Like yeah. that, that's the only thing I know for sure is that if what they've done is so egregious that it sticks in my mind whenever their song comes on, then I mm-hmm. stop listening. But, th- but that's all I know. I, I, I have not figured out the correct way to separate art from artist or any of that stuff. I, I don't know the answers yet. There's, yeah, there's some I feel like, like I won't play R. Kelly. He's still alive. He's still a creep, but Michael Jackson is dead. However, <laughs> I won't play PYT because that's too close to the actual problem issue. Weird. But, no, I, I follow but you. But you will play Thriller? <laughs> Of course, on Halloween, that's like the Halloween song. Oh, it's difficult. And I'm I'm also like, I already own the track. I already bought the track. And (laughs) yeah, there's just. I understand. No, it's it's a hard thing. And if people want to buy it now, all that money goes to his family. So it's like, (sighs) but David Bowie did shitty things too. It's true. Like there's so many people who did so many shitty things that it's like. He's dead at least. So I feel like I can <laughs> still like he's dead. <laughs> at least yeah. he's dead. So I feel like I can still enjoy his music. Yeah, I don't have the answers to this. But 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 let's yeah. move on to, to a happier oh, just, subject. Yeah. Oh please. Yeah. Please go ahead, Kristen. Oh, well, just you know, someone once a friend of mine said we were talking about Michael Jackson and kind of what do you do? And she was just like, you know, when you listen to any music you're listening to Michael Jackson. Like, like he is in all pop music. That's true. You are listening to his influence in some way, shape, or form with almost all pop music. Right. And, um, And I hadn't thought of it that way. And she was just like, it's like the Constitution. You Mm, know, it's like it was written by some really problematic people who did it, but it's like, also it's part of the country that you live in. It's like the, I don't know. I don't know exactly what I mean by all this, but it is just like Michael Jackson, the problem with like the difficulty with Michael, with like canceling Michael Jackson or cutting him out is that he is a part of America. Like he is such a part of music in American culture that it's like, so then you don't listen to Usher. You don't like, you know what I mean? It's not, it's like, yeah. right. Um, obviously. And don't listen to Chris Brown. Just, <laughs> right. but like, why does he get to still keep making music? That guy gets to make music all the time. I don't understand it. That to me was so, <laughs> it, that is such a, why? Especially and too, because, me because the evidence. Buster Rhymes had, he, and, and the evidence was, it was clear right there. And, and yeah. our beloved, Rihanna, Rihanna. Like, yeah. it's just like, I can't believe it. And it really bums me out because there is a Chris Brown song that I, that like has Busta Rhymes, like his comeback verse on it mm. from like the early, like the mid two thousands, like uh, uh, near the teens. And it just, you know, so many people are still working with him. 
he he's making new music. He's throwing 500 person parties for his birthday. Like we don't love Rihanna enough. Right. I guess we don't. It's, it's number wild. one song <laughs> is <laughs> I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. The one, the only, the only choice to make. You you know why. And and there you have it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I, I'm glad that we get to bring it up again with Whitney Houston at the end there. Because it is a sad black hole when you're thinking about um, musicians and things, some things they've done. So forget that. Can I, can I make this song sad for you? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, please. She used to be in love with a woman mm-hmm. and they couldn't be together. Oh, I never heard about this. Yep. Yeah. So what if I I mean I don't know. I don't think someone else wrote the song, but I don't know. Just picture that when you hear I want to dance with somebody who loves me. Oh. <laughs> Especially because yeah. her, her relationship with Bobby Brown was like so like, you know, fraught with troubles too. That that makes it Ugh. even sadder in yeah. a lot of ways. Huh. Yeah, she... Um, we really brought this down again. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's important to call out, and not a lot of people know that. I, I didn't know that. That's I, interesting. They, they talk about it in the documentary. Mm. Yeah. Whitney. Uh, I forget her name, but yeah. It was like uh, one of her close friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think about that all the time, about a lot of celebrities, if they had been allowed to be queer mm-hmm. in public, how how many of them wouldn't have had substance abuse problems and things like that. I think about that. I watched um, uh, that the Bulls, the 90s Bulls documentary. I don't know if, I'm not a sports person, <laughs> but like I said, I am from Chicago. Right. <laughs> and, uh, oh, why can't I think of it? It was that documentary that came out like, it's like a four part, five part documentary. Was it that it was Last on Dance one? Or is the it Last different? Dance. Okay, That's gotcha. what it is. Yeah. It's about, it's about their like final season, mm-hmm. uh, winning their sixth championship. And, um, they talk about Dennis Rodman, um, and it is so obvious that Dennis Rodman is a queer person mm-hmm. who was not allowed to be in the public. And like he went so far as to like, you know, he painted his nails and he wore dresses and he would dye his hair and all of this stuff. But then he also had to do all this performative heteronormative stuff, like dating Carmen Electra and just always dating these like uh, really, you know, uh, uh, like heteronormative, like female, hyper feminine women and things like that. And he often, like, he tried to kill himself when he was on the boat. Like he, he was running away to Las Vegas and getting lost down a hole of drugs to run away from the fact that like he could not be himself in public. And I'm just like, he didn't have to go through all that if we would have just let him be himself. Yeah. And I think it's probably similar with Whitney where if, you know, we had not demanded this performance of like heteronormativity from her, we wouldn't have lost her the way we did. Yeah. Would she have had a career in the eighties the way that she did or, and the nineties and two thousands and beyond? Uh, I don't know, but you know, society wasn't, uh, a welcoming place and it is so, um, damaging to people. And I, I hate it. (laughs) Yeah. Understood. Well, 
I love your list Amazing anyway. list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, all these songs that overlap, even the like other Missy Elliott's only almost had on there. Like it's just goes to show you we're right about it all. Sorry, Seth. We just <laughs> got your list out. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. I mean, I, my list is going to be something strange because yeah. it's like I said, I'm not a DJ. I've done it out of obligation a couple of times, but that's about it. And also I'll tell you now before, before we uh, take another little coffee break, I am an anti-dancer. No, I'm not, I'm not saying other Ooh. people shouldn't dance. I'm saying that I, as a human being, literally never dance. Literally never. Like I, I, it makes me incredibly self-conscious and I just feel like I look stupid when I do it. So I never dance. So. Oh, Seth, you're I, breaking my heart. I know. No. So, so here comes a list from someone who doesn't DJ and doesn't dance. Wow. What he thinks five songs to fill the dance floor will be. And I think I've done an okay job. Great. Let's, let's take a quick uh, coffee break. I'll go get my records and we'll finish this off. Okay, uh, Tara has gone. Kristen has gone. Now it's my turn. Someone who has just said, uh, not a dancer. And I've, 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 I've DJed got to be, I can count on one hand. It's been a couple of weddings and then a couple of times for like events. Like if someone I know is doing like a lecture series or something and they need some music playing in between speakers, <laughs> literally. Uh, I've DJed a lecture series. So here's my floor fillers. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm I've coming played from. Inobtrusive music for people to have polite conversation over. Yes. Uh, that's my yes. specialty. <laughs> You are a hundred percent correct. Cause, cause people ask me cause they know I love music and they know that I have a large music collection and they think that's it. That's all. That's all that's required. And let's, let's, let's test that theory. So here, here I am. <laughs> I, I am not going to go obscure. I am going to go mainstream. I am pretending that I am you too. I'm pretending that I am a DJ and I am literally trying to fill the floor. I'm being empathetic with my audience and I'm trying to make everyone happy and, and have a good time. Let's I'm see. I'm so excited to hear mm -hmm. this. Let's see if I actually, if my aim is true. Okay. Number five, Ready for the Floor by Hot Chip from the 2008 album Made in the Dark. All right, now I'm going to ask each of you to review, do you think that will actually get people on the floor? If you what were at an early, two, yeah, yeah. early 2000s year indie dancer. <laughs> That's hilarious. We both went through it. I literally was like, that is a song that in 2009, mm -hmm. people, if you were in a big city indie dance party, that would be absolutely, people would hear the word do it and they'd get up and get on out. Yeah. But, that, but, but you're I saying now, no longer. People will no absolutely longer Absolutely not. Wow. I do think, but I actually, maybe not absolutely it's not. Coming, that was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it wouldn't. I don't think, I think if, I don't think you'd lose that many people. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like that era of music is now coming back to be like cool again. Well, it's the 20 year cycle, right? So yeah. by, mm -hmm. by 2028, this song will be a okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Wow. Uh, one of the things chip. I learned recently about this song, which I thought was pretty funny, was the lyrics come from the 1980s Tim Burton Batman movie. The um the you're my number one guy. It's when he like grabs the guy by the shoulders, like, you are my number I'm one. I'm my number one guy. guy. <laughs> my little brother and I used to always quote that part. That that's so that's where the lyrics come from. The you're what? my number one guy. That that's, that's what so it is. Funny. I had no idea. And uh so anyway. Um, okay, so I'm learning. So perhaps that one isn't a contemporary floor filler. But uh, okay, okay, I'll, I'll keep going. My number four, Electric Feel by MGMT from the 2007 album Oracular Spectacular. What's the review? I'm sensing a pattern. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm, re- I'm really, I'm really sensing like kind of, uh, yeah. I think that that song would do okay. It's a little um, step touchy. Like uh, there's not, it's not very high BPM. I call it like, that's like a step touch song for like in between your bangers, you put in a little electric feel so people can... Take, have a breather. They're going <laughs> to grab a drink. This is kind of politely talking to each other at a lecture series kind of music um, because it's not demanding that you dance. Okay. It's, an, it's a good song. It's fun. And I think when it first came out, everyone was like, yeah, <laughs> electronic music, baby. It's back. <laughs> you know, but... Uh, Here's the, I, here's one of the main reasons why I bring this song in, which I absolutely love this moment. Have either of you seen this video? It's from the 2014 Coachella, where MGMT is playing live up on stage, and magically, Kid Cudi just kind of trots onto stage in this weird gallop dance, holding a big old like solo cup. Have you ever seen this video? No. no. It will make you so happy. Anyone who can hear my voice in this <laughs> record store, and both of you, look up Coachella 2014 MGMT Kid Cudi, and it's the most cheerful, fun-loving moment you'll ever see. Kid Cudi's not supposed to be there. He just trotted on stage and just started dancing because he heard Electric Feel playing. And he got Doesn't up he there. did he do a remix or something of it? Um, I, I don't know. I, I, if, if he did, I, I'm not aware of it. But but so um, this was obviously a big moment. MGMT were, you know, they, 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 they were having a good time with it. They were like, oh, look, Kid Cudi's here. Whatever, let's keep playing our song. And he just stayed up there and danced the entire time that he was up there. A couple years later, in an interview, someone asked him, oh, like, what was the deal with that? Like, were you supposed to come out there? Like, was that planned? Like, were you really drunk? What was going on? He's like, oh, I took some acid, and it hit in right there. And that's what I ended up doing. So wow. you're, you're, you're seeing the acid kick in when everyone watched that video. And um, the remix it, of the other song they had, Pursuit of, uh, he had Pursuit of Happiness included MGMT. That's the connection. Gotcha, mm. gotcha. Yeah. But so I thought, if it's good enough for Kid Cudi in 2014 on acid, it's good enough for the dance floor. That's my thinking. Your third song, Cut Copy, number two, Passion. I know, oh my gosh, no, no, like <laughs> number one, LCD Sound System. Oh, I wish, uh, I in, wish. Empire, no, you forgot Empire of the Sun or whatever. Empire of the, oh <laughs> gosh, I don't even know what did they sing. I I don't think that was a band um, I ever got into. They, they were like Australian and they wore a lot of makeup. Yeah. I remember that, but that's pretty much all I remember. They had very big videos, but no, okay, number three. I I might get you back. I might get you back on this one. And I have a very good reason for this. Okay, number three. 
Hey Ya by Outkast from the 2003 album The Love Below. That's going to work, right? That oh, absolutely. definitely works. Yeah. Only thing is, for me, I feel like I'm not ready to play it because it was so overkilled before. I'm yeah. not there yet. But it now is coming back where like you can play it and people are ready to dance to it again. 20-year yes. cycle. Next year, Hey Ya will be in full effect. <laughs> exactly. You know, I almost put that. It was like circling the top of my list because right. it is, without a doubt, a floor filler. It, that was like in my extras column. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have uptown funk feelings about it. I think it just got, sure. oh, I, I think it got overplayed. And the thing is, it's a great song though. And now just everyone can dance to it. Mm-hmm. And it's also a Call sad song yeah. that's upbeat. <laughs> Call and response, many movements and very high BPMs. Like mm. people hear it, they get excited. They head to the floor. Right. It depends. <laughs> if you're at a wedding, this is going to, you're going to do it. You play this at a wedding, people are yep. going to love it. Hmm. I'm learning so much. (laughs) One of the main reasons I included this one was um, uh, Chuck Klosterman in one of his books. I think it was his book called Four, I think. Um, I'm probably getting that wrong. He wrote this article about how Hey Ya was the last mainstream song. Like that our society has become so splintered and fractured in so many ways. That um, Hey Ya was the last song that he could say to his mom, Hey mom, you know that current popular song Hey Ya? And his mother would go, yes, yes, I do. I have heard it on the radio. You know, like after that, he said that was the division line. Post Hey Ya, we live in and a different And what year world. was that? That was 2003. So I honestly, I think he called it a little early, but- I think he did because yeah. the song that I think of as maybe being the last, and maybe this, I, I'm just, this is my, po- I posit this theory mm-hmm. that the last- because I also think this is one of the last like true songs of the summer as far as like a song that was everywhere. Everybody knew it was very popular is Call Me Maybe. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's a very good point. Now, um, I feel like Uptown Funk is the same. I, yeah. I, think, I think those are both close. And, and I, I think Chuck Klosterman's Ask your mom test is something apt. Like um, we do that on our show. Our our last category when we're when we are discussing whether or not a band or an act, an artist should be inducted into the Hall of Fame. We have uh, Joe has categories. Um, <laughs> let me see if I can even remember them. It's like uh, artistry, um, artistry, commercial success. Um, uh, best like like uh, notable albums and notable songs, and um, I don't know something else. And then the last category is does my mom know who they are? Right, because it's very hard for an an act to get into the Hall of Fame without being so ubiquitous that our moms know who they are. Right, right. Yeah. It's why Fela Kuti had a, a a tough road to hoe this year. You know, it was, it was probably not happening for for Fela. Yeah. No, 100% true. And um okay, I, I think I've got this next one. All all, all sewn up though. Okay, ready? Here. It's here. I want to dance with somebody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> My number 2. Dancing on My Own by Robin from the 2010 EP Body Talk Part 1. 
We've obviously talked about this one to death, but I'm I'm so happy that if we do all have one in common, that it's Robin. That Robin is the yeah. one that made all three of our lists. And um, yeah, we, we, we've already discussed all the reasons why this song is so great. But wow, a, a three-way crossover. Like that doesn't yeah. happen very often uh, uh, when we play this game in this store. So wow. Nice. <laughs> all right. That's great. Now, now it's time for my number one. This is perhaps in my head, I am now ignoring the wills and the wants of the floor. And I'm oh, just no. giving them what they need. Because okay. this is what I think they need. This is this is the goodness, and I think it will still get them on the floor. Y'all, y'all will tell me I'm wrong. Here we go. Number one, it's "Light Spots" by Kay Trinata from the 2016 album 99.9 Percent. I am familiar with Kay Trinata as an artist. They are constantly coming up on my Spotify recommends. Okay, okay. Um, but I do not know this song. I think this will get you props at a rooftop party <laughs> outside, good weather. Props at a rooftop dance floor songs. All right. Um, you've probably heard this song, Kristen. This is the one, um, let's see, the, the, the sample is uh, Pontos de Luz by Gal Costa. And um, you can hear like this woman's singing in Portuguese, like, I'm going to listen to it into my, not that I don't, not that this isn't like really oh, getting it. Oh, just hold up Shazam. This will work. <laughs> yeah. Um, hang on. Um, the main reason I really fell in love with this song, um, so Madlib, who's one of my favorites of all time, he sampled it on uh, this, this Gal Costa song on Medicine Show Number 2, Flight to Brazil. And so from there, I was like, oh man, well, Madlib, he can introduce me to anything and I will love it immediately. So then I picked up this, this album from Gal Costa called India. It's from 1973. And I was like, oh man, this song is amazing. And then I thought that that was the end of it, that Madlib had this really awesome sample. And then I found the original album and oh boy, that's really cool. Then Kay Trinata sampled it in his new single. And I was like, wow, this mainstream popular person, Kay Trinata, that everyone's heard of. Uh, <laughs> he, that's in everyone's Spotify recommends. <laughs> yes. Now, now he's sampling it too. This is so cool. And it felt like um, almost like me and Kay Trinata were like in on the same joke that like, um, that like basically perhaps he also listened to Mad Lib's, you know, um, um, uh, album, the uh, Flight to Brazil mixtape album. And then he picked up that Gal Costa album too. And then he sampled it. Uh, and, and then that's where it came. And then it like came back to me almost in, like a, an echo chamber, you know? And, and everybody in the club had that same journey. <laughs> Uh, and there they are. They're on the they're on the dance floor. They can't believe it. They're like someone speaking directly to me. I thought I was the only one. Everyone's making eye contact. They're like, "No way, you too." Okay, everybody is just loving it, and it's great. And you are out there on the dance floor, even though that is your nightmare. Mm -hmm. You you have to. I personally, I'm worried, Seth. Uh -huh. I feel like I want you to. It, it just dance on your own. Like I want you to be in a room with the windows closed and the door shut and locked. No one's home and they're not coming home for a long time. And you can put on whatever song makes you happy. I can't 
imagine living a life without dancing. Yeah, no, I understand. My, my, my wife also really loves to dance. She dances often, not just at like, you know, whatever events and clubs, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, she also just dances around the house whenever she feels mm-hmm. like it by just like putting on some music. Um, I'm sure she resents me for, for not. Um. <laughs> no, this isn't even about resentment or any of that. I mean, it just like for you yourself and your like personal expression and happiness. I'm like, let it loose. Get out there. I don't know. I, I would feel my life would be so much less um, complete if I could not dance. Like if, if I didn't have the time opportunity or inclination to dance, I would be, yeah. I mean, we did dance dance and that's, oh, I guess I should have said this too. We've been doing DDPP over the, um, internet. Like we've been doing it on zoom. Mm -hmm. Uh, mostly the Chicago mothership is like, uh, running it, but it's like DDPP Cleveland is in on it. LA we've been, we host sometimes, um, there, cause there are, uh, dance dance party parties. Like there's chapters all over the world. There were some in Canada. There was one in the UK for a bit, but kind of the mainstays are Chicago and LA. New York has come and gone. It, it initially started in New York. And then the women in Chicago who, like, we're like, hey, can we start a chapter? They were like, okay. And then New York kind of crumbled not long after, like a year or two after. And Chicago's been going strong for over 10 years, maybe hmm. 12. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird when you go, oh wait, how old am I? Oh no. Oh <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> right. But we, but we have, but we have been doing it over Zoom and it's been very fun too. It's not as fun as like being in a sweaty space with a bunch of people, right. but you can get right in the shower <laughs> afterward, which is nice. Well, I'm really glad that the two of you had actual successful lists that were almost like peer reviewed by each other (laughs) by like both matching so much. And I'm glad that I could learn so much from each of you about DJing and also know to kind of keep my uh, playlist away from a dance floor, perhaps. (laughs) But maybe in a few more years when early 2000s revival nostalgia kicks in. Then, mm-hmm. I'll, then I'll pull this out and maybe it'll work. And then maybe someone else on the dance floor would go, you know, Kay Trinata, yay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they get very excited. And then they'll I'm, be like, wait a minute, I know this sample. Exactly. It's some, um, God, who sampled this? <laughs> you know, Gal Costa's 1973 album, India as well. Hooray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I've, I've, I've learned a lot and I hope everyone else in the record store today has learned a lot too. This, is, this has been very valuable and I really appreciate you both. But um, one last thing we have to do before we uh, lock up for the night, we're, we're, we mm. already have the store open longer than we should have. We need to first go through our, our short lists, any quick songs that we wanted to include but couldn't. Uh, just to be really stereotypical, I'll throw in one. Uh, D-A-N-C-E by Justice. I think that's an amazing yeah. song. I think it will get people dancing. I'll probably have to wait a few more years before it becomes back into uh, uh, the, the, the mainstream spectrum of knowledge. You know, one that's kind of right on the line with that. I hadn't thought of it until you just said that is Move Your Feet by Junior Senior. I feel like mm, that song yeah. is, uh, would would do, could could come back soon. It, I, no, I think I play it. It works already. Nice. They love it. Yeah. <laughs> People are freaking lo- out about that. I love that song. I love Junior Senior. I, um, I yeah, I love, I have, 
I wrote a comedy bit to one of their songs. I really like them. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I had, you know, um, a song that's really specifically successful at Dance Dance Party Party because it has like a, it has big run around the room energy mm-hmm. is um, The Dog Days Are Over by Florence and the Machine. Mm. That song um, crushes at our, that I had just had it kind of like sitting there as a maybe, but that song just kind of like, it does so well <laughs> at like our specific type of party that I was like, well, maybe it maybe it'd be worth uh, throwing in there. And as I said, Work It by Missy Elliott was a last minute, got bumped by Stevie Wonder. <laughs> uh, Tara, how about you? Any, any uh, short yeah. list songs? Yeah, one kind of of that same early 2000s era, but it's Daft Punk, so it's like always oh. awesome. I can't, I can't believe it took time. us this long mm-hmm. before we said Daft Punk. Wow. Yeah. 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 One more time. Everyone knows that drop in it. It's it's fun. Um, that sort of rock moment you're talking about where you have to have like a rock classic. Mm-hmm. Stevie Nicks, Edge of 17 always pops off for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackson 5, Want You Back is always great. And then I hate the song, but... Everyone always screams to it and girls go wild. Iconopop, I love it. Oh, oh. yeah, wow. I love it. It's a very, that's a good closer on a DDPP playlist because it's got, it's really uh, aggressive and like people love, it's fun. Yeah, that's a, that's a really, that's a really good, uh, that's a good pick as well. Nice. Well, last thing we got to do now is put something on the employee recommendation shelf. Um, let's see, Tara, what are you feeling this week? You know, I I have laryngitis because I took a road trip and was singing at the top of my lungs to this one song I've just been obsessed with. Not just this one song, like the entire catalog of this artist, The Carpenters, but the song I would like to recommend is Let Me Be The One by The Carpenters. It's just such a sweet but great song. Everyone should listen to it. Very nice. Um, the album I'm going to put up there. Uh, the other day, uh, you know, you, you wake up, you're having a bad day from the moment you wake up. Maybe you have a headache. Um, who, who knows? Who, who knows what's going on? But you, you wake <laughs> up in a bad mood. Um, that happened to me the other day. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for a walk. Just going to go outside, move my legs around, you know, just just try to start my day off in a better mood. And I took my uh, my iPod, because I'm old, and I put it on Random Album Shuffle, which I absolutely adore. And I just went, okay, go. Just play me something. I'm not going to pay attention. I put it, I, If I put it on you, Mr. iPod, then you have to be worth picking. Go. Mm-hmm. And it was the uh, Mitski album, Be the Cowboy, from 2018. I love that album. And for that exact moment, the other day, a couple days ago, had a bad morning, woke up with a headache, just needed to get out, went outside for a walk in the crisp, clean spring morning, and had Be the Cowboy by Mitski playing, and it was perfect. And you know, you have, you have those moments where just the right album is playing at the right time, and it puts you in a much better place. That was that moment. And uh, I, I think most people have probably heard this album, but if you haven't, I can't recommend Mitski enough. I think she is an absolute gem. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Kristen, I, I know you don't work here, but uh, could you please throw something up on the album uh, uh, recommendation shelf or employee sure. recommendation shelf? You know, I was doing, I was got really back into or kind of fully into for the first time Shaka Khan recently because she's been nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, I believe it is six times uh, and she has not gotten in each of those times. It's truly egregious. And um, I just, how is Whitney Houston in and Shaka Khan is not in? Like, that's how you're going to play like that. You can't. (laughs) Anyway, and so I was really kind of just listening to a lot of music and songs and things that she is even featured on. And there is a song called Stuff Like That. It's a Quincy Jones number. It's a bunch of um, uh, different people singing on it, but um, it is funky and it is uh, six minutes long and it's the whole thing is funky and I I recommend it. It it will make it'll put some groove in your booty. Like <laughs> it's got it's got it. Check it out. Um, okay, we definitely have to close up the store. We're here way too late. <laughs> but there's one more thing I just have to recommend. Um, Kristen, thank you again for coming in today. One of my favorite things you've ever done as a comedian, um, and I believe will be legendary in the future, if not for its immediate <laughs> legendariness, is your work in I Think You Should Leave. And if, oh. if anyone hasn't seen that show... I highly recommend it. And you're in one of my favorite sketches, which is the uh, Baby of the Year Award. And you're hilarious in it. And it's one of my favorite shows I've seen in a long, long time. I can't remember which one that is. I'm in the first episode. I'm in like the second or third sketch in the first episode where they're judging babies to be the baby of the year. Here's a little inside info mm-hmm. if you want. I First of all, Tim is wonderful. I love him. He, uh, I knew him from Chicago. Same with Sam Richardson, who's also in that sketch. Very mm-hmm. cool, nice people. Um, I had, a, there was a part in the sketch where um they talk about how we've been, we, we were saying like, oh, we've been sequestered without news, you know, and like for, for so long waiting for this competition to be over, like the judges were supposed to have been like sequestered for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And at one point I find out that Prince died. <laughs> Like in the, the and, and like someone says like yeah I, my husband just told me that Prince died and I was like Prince is dead and there's like a thing but they cut it I'm sure so that it would be evergreen like right. they don't do a lot of topical there's not a lot of topical jokes in that right but that was we did film those lines I don't remember I think I'm the one who told another judge that Prince was dead I gotcha. can't it was a while ago but yes I love that show they're great and new season is coming out I not saw the featuring trailer. me so probably not as good no it, it, it will be. A, a decidedly percentage less good without you in it. But uh, you can you can say that about all of the shows you've been in. You know, Modern Family, if you take you out of it, it's it's 1% less good. All, exactly. All, it's ev- very true. Everything you've ever done. Uh, not to mention, um, um, you, you please have to remind me, uh, you have a really wonderful web series that I like. Oh, it's called Kristen Does Her Best. Yes. Um, yeah. It's, a, it's about a woman who seems like me. Um, <laughs> it's one of, the, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but sometimes comedians uh, do like semi-autobiographical, surreal web series. And um, that's what I did. And yeah, I like it. It's on my website, hellokristen.com. And yeah, 
please watch it. Check it out. It's it's going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the greatest and you're a one of our favorite customers for everything that you have done and said today. And uh, we hope you come back next time. We will definitely perhaps try to clear this dance floor because I might be better at that. Yeah. I might be really <laughs> good at clearing a dance floor, but uh, but we'll find out. So uh, thanks everyone for coming in today, but the store is officially closed. Happy trails, everyone. Until we meet again. Record Store Society is hosted by Tara Davies and Seth Nicholas Johnson. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to recordstoresociety at iheartmedia.com. Or you can find us on all your favorite social media sites with the handle at Record Store Society. Record Store Society is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.